Wake up in the morning, get my grind on. Hop in the shower, brush my teeth, and get my shine on. Hey, Skylar Mac, we taking trips to different time zones. I feel like ET way these bitches trying to find. Welcome, everybody, to Living on Purpose Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Wilson and James Hagler. Today, our special guest is Chaz Volk. He has a podcast company, podcast production. Chaz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here representing Mr. Thrive Media, and I'm just blessed to be here. So thanks again for having me, guys. You're welcome, oh, you're, Chaz. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So, Chaz, how did you get into the podcasting business? Podcasting business really began as a hobby, as so many people uh, experience podcasting for the first time. They kind of see it as a hobby. They don't realize just how much power they've really put into their hands. And I used to do audio work in the film industry. As a matter of fact, where I work now is actually very close to where, or sorry, where I live now is where I used, I, I can see where I used to work from my apartment. So there's a kind of a full circle feeling for where I live right now. It's very rewarding in that regard. Okay. But um, I'm not going to name the company on this podcast, but I, I used to work for a, a film entertainment company out here in Los Angeles. It's the place you go where you want dreams to die. It's just a miserable place to work. <laughs> uh, I used to do audio. I used to do sound work for this company. And I got to work with some really incredible people, by the way. You know, I got to work with Gordon Ramsay and Terry Crews and Howie Mandel and Tony Hawk and, you know, some really recognizable names out there. I did audio production for these fellows. Mm. And those are all great people. Um, again, those people are separate from the company. The company was a miserable place. Those people were very cool. Um, now, what happened, what happened was... Uh, in the off season, we'd be doing nothing. And the fact that, uh, you know, you're doing nothing, you get restless and there's something to do. So I would steal a green room that wasn't being used that no actor was in at that time, no makeup artist was in at the time. And I turned it into my podcast studio. I had this idea for a while that I was kind of sitting on about like interviewing different people in the entertainment world that I worked with that inspired. Mm -hmm. For example, one of the people on the show, uh, she was this woman who, you know, she, she put in a request to have vacation, a one-week vacation. It was given to her. And when I asked her where she was going on vacation, she said, oh, well, vacation is kind of a funny word because I'm actually just going from this job to another job. Oh, that's crazy. What are you doing? Well, first I'm modeling. I'm modeling over here in Palm Springs. And then after that, I'm going to drive all the way to Las Vegas to do some uh, G&E grip and electric work. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, you do camera work here. You go and do modeling in Palm Springs, and then you go and do a road trip. Do you even sleep? She's like, honestly, no, but that's the grind. That's what you got to do. Wow. These people are far more interesting, are far more, far more inspiring to me than any other person. So I started interviewing these people. And um, I tried to do the starving artist thing where you work in a restaurant and you do your art, your craft on the side. And I did that. I did that working at the Dave and Buster's in Hollywood, which... <laughs> I do not mind disparaging because that's just a big brand that, you know, will never die anytime soon. But that was the worst job of my life. Um, Why is that? Yeah, great question. <laughs> I, so I wasn't. I just want to know because I, was, I used yeah, to work no. in the restaurant industry. So I want, you know, I want to know. So here's the thing. I wasn't the <laughs> server. I wasn't the busser. I was the guy in the checkered uniform who fixed the machines anytime they broke down. <laughs> and I would that would mean sticking half my body in a machine while little kids threw balls at it, which means the balls hit me inside the machine, 
while I'm getting dusty and dirty full of the grease and mechanisms are getting on me. So it was a, it was a very miserable job. And none of these kids said, please, or thank you. They just said the machine broke. (laughs) So, (laughs) and then, okay, I got to go fix it now. And, um, it was, it was a miserable, grueling job. Now I have a very close relationship with my father and, um, my father came up to me in that time and he said, you know, I really like what you're doing. I want a podcast too. Hmm. And I thought to myself, Oh God, I don't want to work for you. Are you kidding me? But it was the best thing I ever agreed to do. It was the, it was the best thing I ever agreed to do because he became my first client and I became his first client. I became his client in the sense that he is now a business coach at the time he was saying office machines and and copiers. He recently transitioned into being a business, uh, a business coach. And he coached me on how to build my business and structure it. Okay, so why, that, did, why, why did he need a, a podcast show? He, great question. He wanted a podcast show because he wanted to leverage the people in his network um, in, uh, and, and talk about small business with them and take the lessons learned and build his authority branding. And so mm-hmm. for the first time ever, I started to think of podcasting like a business. And I started to think of, well, why does a, podca- why does a business need a podcast? And I, my first initial answer was just the marketing. Yeah. It's not just marketing, though. It's also PR. It's also branding. It's Hmm. also a sales funnel. It's also a sales tool. And Hmm. businesses, even though there are lots of businesses out there that have podcasts, they don't fully understand why they have it, which is amazing to me. And when a business properly utilizes their podcast, suddenly they not only have a marketing tool, suddenly they're not just doing branding and PR, they're actually building up their authority. And they're not just becoming, let's say, the lawyers or sorry, they're not just becoming lawyers but they're the lawyers now mm. you know they want to be the people in their industry they want to be the ones that that are at the top of the apex in that regard and that's what's really exciting that's what the authority really comes from when you're a business that has a podcast mm. so in your opinion Chaz, what what's the formula for a successful podcast it's a great question and you know i i would say first of all is that the content itself needs to be clear, needs to be concise. It needs to be segmented in an organized way that doesn't just feel like if I'm listening to this show, it's not just two friends talking about whatever they want to talk about. I can go and eavesdrop on anybody and have that experience at a restaurant or a Starbucks. And I'll get just as good of an experience listening to your hobby of a podcast. Hmm. But in order to turn it into a business podcast, it needs to be segmented, organized, and have value, right? The next part after that, is it has to have a visual, it has to have something that people can look at and go, ah, I understand what they're talking about. And along with that, it needs to be in line with their brand. It needs to really make sure that, you know, very, here's a, here's a very simple tip. Here's a pro tip that no other podcast producer in this area will tell you about. If your podcast uh, album art doesn't utilize the same coloring as the branding on your website, then you've made a big mistake. And Uh-oh. you just made a hobby. <laughs> and you just made a hobby. You made two completely separate things that have nothing to do with it. The colors have everything, like a lot to do with it. If you're using completely different colors, let's say your company is in the brand of blue, but you made a podcast that has a main color of red. What's the point of that? Yeah. It looks like two completely separate things. So it's like dressing almost, right? You got to match, right? That's right. You got mm-hmm. you to you gotta treat your podcast the way you, de- you decorate your home visually. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is really just make sure that when you utilize social media and, and put your podcast out there, 
that you're approaching the target audience that you're that you're that you're appealing to that you're trying to really make gear this content towards and that uh the language itself makes that very clear and that you're not boring someone with a big long description that you're making they're giving them a synopsis that makes sense that's clear and concise it's bullet pointed or or just one to two sentences at most and is explaining to people what they have to look forward to in this episode mm. so those, um, are my, those are my three top tips right there no doubt so um i'm big on background so when i see a lot of people's podcasts i don't want to seem like i'm doing a facetime you know what i'm saying so right. i like the i like the background like what Jason has on behind him and I'm going to get my green screen too. So we look professional. <laughs> I like, I like that. It looks real good. You know, I don't mind looking at that. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to looking in somebody's bedroom or looking at somebody's <laughs> window. And I see, I see you got your background is, is you got the green screen behind you as well. Uh, it's actually no green screen. That's just a blurry background. That's just out of focus, soft focus kind of edge. But yeah. Oh, really? Well, you, you know, okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm new. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's totally okay. Listen, listen. The idea, the idea for, for a vodcast, a, a video podcast, is you know to create the content as professional as possible. And I think a green screen can absolutely boost that, and you should do that. Or if you were trying to go for, my opinion, the soft edge, I'm trying to give a more pristine vibe with my company and my brand. I'm trying to give a certain, evoke a certain feeling. That's why I chose the soft edge in mind. There's has to be an intention though, like what you're kind of implying, James, behind every visual or audio decision that you make. I agree with that. No doubt. No doubt. That's good. I'm on the right path then. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Chaz, um, do you suggest for a person, let's say James, he's a fight promoter, right? And he has his website. Do you recommend him creating another website to host the podcast? Or can he host his podcast from that same website as his fight promotion stuff? That is an incredible question. I'm really glad you asked that. And I think the biggest mistake that any uh, company can make is by separating the podcast from the business, especially if you're trying to bring business through the podcast. Yeah, You know, this, yeah. this podcast has the ability to do it. You hear an episode, you follow the link in the show notes of the episode, you go to that and it takes you to not the business that's promoting, but the podcast website. What's the point of that? What does that mm. do? You're actually missing a big opportunity. Every podcast you release out there can almost be treated the same way that websites treat blogs, that it's SEO optimized, that it helps people put their uh, business and brand out there. You're missing a whole super testimonial. That's what you're doing. So make sure that the website itself has a podcast tab in the educational part or the resources part uh, of your website. And that will guide people to that part of your website and then open it, open people's minds up to what the whole brand is about. Okay. And then as far as uh, social media, when you're um, posting out there, what social media channels do you recommend for a, a podcast? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, definitely utilize, you know, I, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. You can, you can use any social media platform. Uh, it depends on the visual. It depends on the copy of it. And it depends on your ability to guide people from uh, the post itself to where you're trying to get them to listen. Okay, man. Um, I, I had a discovery last night. As a matter of fact, I didn't post yesterday until nine o'clock at night from my internet problems. <laughs> okay. It was, it was, it was, it was raining here real bad and I couldn't post until then, but I, I did a reel for the post that I did uh, from my other podcast that we did a couple of weeks, a, a couple of days ago. Okay. And man, I only have like, let's say 226 followers 
on, on the page. And yeah. I had more than 3,000 views. Look at from, that. From the reel, yeah. I was, I was shocked. Well, there you go. Yeah. Reels are an excellent way. The algorithms are right now geared towards reels because TikTok blew up the world with, their, with the way their algorithm works. So you got now, I even see Facebook has their own version of TikTok now. Oh, yeah, they do. They do. You know, and it's like, it's really just recycled content, to be honest. But God, it gets you in good. It reels you in good because they really have, have us figured out. Right. Um, so, so absolutely, you know, utilize any resource you can and any chance you can to use a reel, do it. I agree. Have you tried that feature on Facebook? Does it work well? Or what do you think? Oh, I haven't I haven't utilized the Facebook one because the particular audience of my show doesn't uh, doesn't typically uh, dwell on Facebook, so to speak, or more on Instagram. So I utilize Instagram's reels a lot. Um, and and, and um, that's OK. You know, it just it depends on what, what demographic you're trying to appeal to. So um, and I think, by the way, just because your demographic primarily is on one social media platform, doesn't mean you should, should be posting on other, shouldn't be posting on other platforms. You're still missing people if you don't utilize all platforms. Some people prefer Facebook, other people prefer Instagram, other people prefer Twitter, and then TikTok is kind of its own beast. Um, and what I mean by that is that TikTok I don't consider a social media platform, and I also don't consider it necessarily strictly a content platform. I consider it kind of a party, uh, <laughs> and it's an addicting party. Yeah, because you only have a few seconds. You know what I'm saying? To- to say what you have to say, you do your little video or whatever that is, and that's it. And then it, it repeats itself or go to the next video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you don't have that much of a time schedule on that uh, timetable on that TikTok. So it's just it's short, simple, and sweet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me something, Mom. What's the formula for a podcast to generate 100000 That is an incredible question. So here's the thing. This, this is a this is a great question that you've asked me because it, it's it, I have a few I have a story to go along with it. Okay, okay. Well, I love the stories. I love stories. So, so <laughs> I had a I had a funny situation in in my world where uh, a gentleman uh, reached out to me on LinkedIn I had never connected with before, and to uh, summarize what he had said, he said, "Hey, I'm looking. I want a podcast." I'm like, "Cool. Let's let's jump on a call and get to know each other, right?" I jump on this call with this guy. And this guy tells me, yeah, I have a following. You know, I've worked on some TV shows in the film and entertainment world, and I'm, I'm looking to produce a podcast, and I really want to make sure that, uh, you know, I can, I can find the right company to, to represent what I'm doing. I go, oh, that's great. That's great. So you've been speaking with a lot of companies then. Uh, a few here and there, not, not too many. I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you want a podcast? It's a very simple question. Why do you want a podcast, right? And out of curiosity, um, Jason, I want to know why you want a podcast just to compare for a second. Go ahead and give me your answer. What's what's your answer as to why you want a podcast? Well, actually, I started last year to advertise the events that I was doing. So, so the adver- it, okay. For advertising. So you yeah. start got it. So you you're advertising events. James, what's your reason for why you want a podcast? Well, I, I thought it would be uh great to reach out to people and uh get people's attention on what I'm doing and and a chance to showcase my promotions and talk to some of the fighters and just, you know, just blow up basically. Right. You know so, I mean? Exactly. So you guys have the right approach. You guys have the smart approach to the podcast, which is to leverage your network, to talk to people, to, to market your brand and, 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 you know, help with the PR of this. Right. So that makes perfect sense. Right. This guy, when he jumped on the call said, because I want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on the call, I said to him, Oh, that's, that's really interesting. I don't, I, you know what? I think there's a misunderstanding. I don't sell fame. I sell podcasts. Now, which would you like? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? And he was very confused. I bet. <laughs> he was very confused. Like, I don't understand. And so I had to tell him like, you know, the reason why Joe Rogan's famous is not because he has a podcast. Right. You know, like Joe, Joe Rogan, the, the big one of the biggest podcasters out there, if not the biggest. Yeah. Um, he's famous because of Fear Factor. He's famous because of his, his experience in right. WWE. He's famous because he has a why he, he's really capitalized on his brand in a lot of different areas. Your podcast is going to tap into those who are close in your network. So that way you get stronger champions. So that way you get stronger clients and referrals. That way you get stronger connections with people that can help you. But this guy came on telling me he wants fame and I don't sell fame. I just, it's never been sellable. If you think that there's a way to sell fame, the quick and easy solution to fame doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So if you want a hundred thousand downloads on your show don't just do a podcast podcasting is a great way to build up authority amongst your your viewers and listeners and those in your network and your prospects and clients but you can't just do that so what i tell my clients is for any public speaking event promote the podcast that you do for any networking call that you jump on let them know that that you have a podcast that you want them on the show and then ask them to give you a review these are just standard healthy practices that you can do, but ask, but, but thinking that there's a quick and easy solution that you can buy fame for, if that were the case, you would have heard of me by now, which by the way, in my own egotistical state, egotistical air quotes here, uh, I would believe, I really do believe that me and my company, Mr. Thrive Media is the biggest thing no one's ever heard of yet. It will be big. It is growing. It's steadily growing. We're doing a lot of great things. It's awesome. I believe it. You know, it's really in a fantastic place right now. But at the same time, let's not get over it. Like, let's not get over our heads. Let's not be unrealistic about what a podcast is. It's a right. leveraging tool, not a fame tool. Exactly. I agree. I definitely agree. So, Chaz, are there particular podcasters that you prefer to work with? Mm, it's a great question. Well, <clears throat> Definitely, you know, one thing that, that makes sense to me is, is if you're looking for fame, <laughs> going back to that story, don't do that. I, I, you know what? I didn't tell you even the, the best reason. Uh, you know, I, I dug deeper with that, with that prospect before I fired him. But I dug deeper and I asked him, why do you want to be famous? Right, right. What do you say? You know, and he says, oh, I, I never thought about that. Well, I, I guess because uh, I, I, I want to sell things. And I'm like, OK, what do you want to sell? And he says, I want to sell medication. And I said, oh, do you have a medical background? And he goes, uh, no, I've just been hospitalized a lot. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I, I stopped. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What is this guy talking about? Yeah, no. Man. Like, I'm sorry that you've been hospitalized a lot in your childhood. That's terrible to hear. But you right. think you like you think that you're going to give this a review the way that people go into restaurants and give Yelp reviews? No, you can't. You can't give a review on the on. Um, uh, the dramamine that was given to you while you were getting your hip replacement. That's ridiculous. You know? So this is like, that's, that's weird to me. That, that's very weird. And, and it wouldn't have been good for my brand. And I, I had to fire him. I just said, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. And I'll get back to you. No. Um, usually, so usually, far, people, usually, usually people say they want to be rich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. 
Right. I mean, listen, you want to get rich. It's being rich is more doable than being famous. Okay. I know. I know. Mm. That's what being rich first, then famous. Right. Yeah. Right. Quite, quite frankly, I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, yeah, be wealthy than, uh, than than, than that, you know, wealth is far more important. You know, you, I want to build up wealth. So that way my legacy can impact my children in the future. And, you know, I want to, I want to pass on legacy and and make sure that my family is is well and protected that, that the Volk name stays strong or whatever the name turns into in the future that that name stays strong and that's that right. my, my family feels safe and secure like that's that's, right. that's a that's a deep inherent instinctual fear of mine is that i won't be able to provide that you know yeah um i'm right with you yeah that's why i built a business because i knew that at, you know at any place that i'm an employee no matter how much of a quote-unquote asset i am they will always fire me if they need to. Right. That's right. And it's happened time and time again. You know, those, those two jobs that I described at the beginning, those were uh, just, those were just, um, you know, a few of the jobs that I've worked in. I've worked in many other jobs prior to that. None that ever stuck because none of them ever really appealed to my passions or what I could do. Right, right. Um, but, you know, my business is really the longest thing I've ever held on to professionally. And that might be the most millennial thing ever because I've only been doing this for three years. But three years to me is a long time. And it means I've now now been able to build up something that actually supports me. It's now self-sufficient. It now makes sense to me. And it makes sense because I've ever stuck with me. Right, right, because it pays the bills now. You know? It pays the bills now, but I'm not vulnerable. And I'm not taking orders from people that... uh, It's not about the people themselves. It's more about the orders themselves being meaningless. Right. And now everything here has an intention. Now everything here makes sense to me. Now there's a, now there's a reason for me to be uh, doing the mindless work that comes with the back end side of the business. You know, yeah, it's worth it now. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it now. Absolutely, yeah. it's yeah. worth it now. Hell yeah, um, I agree. I realize we kind of tangented a little bit. I didn't answer Jason's questions. Who's my ideal client? Who's the po- <laughs> who's the podcast that I work with? I like to work with coaches and lawyers and authors. Uh, I like to work with. Uh, educators, as a matter of fact, nonprofit and philanthropists. Um, I've gotten to work with a wide variety of people in that regard. And I think, um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity uh, lately to explore working with creatives as well, uh, whether that means consulting with them or actually taking on the podcast and kind of just doing the basic form of my service because sometimes they need that. And you know what? That's also rewarding. It's a good time. It, it really is a good time. So I, I think I have a pretty diverse download of shows here that that cover a wide range of topics and it's exciting it really that's is. cool that's cool and so i'm ch- always every podcast's first listener by the way because <laughs> <laughs> now i get to hear it i go oh okay this is actually very educational i, I learned something so that's pretty exciting Definitely. that's that's cool yeah. so would you say that you're in your purpose hmm I would say that I'm at the beginning stage of my purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. Mr. Thrive Media uh, in many ways is an extension of myself, which I do recognize is a vulnerability. In my sales training, they oftentimes talk about your I and your R, your identity and your role, Um, that those things are supposed to be separate and that you can rate rate every one of those things from scale one to 10. How are you doing with your identity? How are you doing with your role? And I think as an entrepreneur, my identity is a nine or a 10, but I think that my role and my ability to execute is somewhere between a seven or an eight. It's not quite where I want it to be. 
And that's because at least once a day I fail at something. And that's okay. That's the life of an entrepreneur. You're supposed to fail once a day. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's how you learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? So, so I, so, and, and also that word fail is very stigmatized and doesn't have to be, it, you know, that, that doesn't mean I'm a failure. I don't deserve right. that label. I, I, if I fail once or twice a day, I'm still doing a lot of other things. Great. Including waking up to get to the job. That's a success. Right, right. itself. right. Then Thomas Edison, then Thomas Edison say something about failing. He said, I fail so many times. That's how I learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it was, uh, was it was it one thousand was it one thousand yeah. attempts until he got to the white bulb or, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he definitely got to the four digits before he actually uh, got the light bulb to work. Right, right, right. You Thank know? God, you know. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I, mean, I literally have lights around me right now because of I Thomas know. Edison's efforts. I mean, right. <laughs> he brightened up the world literally. You know. Right, and he didn't quit. You know, he stayed right at it. You know what I mean? Stayed right at it. Yeah, very mm. easily could have. Yeah. Um, but you know, my my. You know, my purpose, that's a great question. I think my purpose um, is to continue to find ways to connect people. My, my, one of my friends had asked me recently, he, 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 he came with this really great icebreaker that he likes to ask people because um, he doesn't do small talk. He likes to ask deep questions for an icebreaker. He's one of those right, guys. Right, right, right and, off the top. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And he, <laughs> he asked this question. He asked me this question. What's your favorite quality about yourself? Huh. And I took a day to think about that because I wasn't sure hundred uh, percent what my favorite quality was. And the next day uh, I came to him and I said, my favorite quality is that I love to connect people. I really, really do. And I do that through my podcast because these platforms that I've created for these businesses, they connect people. They bring people together to come and uh, uh, work with each other and find the best way to exchange resources. Like the way that we're doing right now. Right. Um, I connect people through uh, this experimental part of my business, uh, which I'm hosting networking events for artists and creatives right now. And, and, and that's happening on a regular basis all the time. If you go on my website, you'll see there's the podcasting tab and then there's the events tab. Under the events tab, you can see the different events that we're hosting. Um, on my personal life, I connect people all the time. Uh, I host board game nights. I love board game nights. I love Settlers of Catan and Monikers and um, Ticket to Ride. Uh, there's a lot of different card games I know how to play. I just recently learned a great game that's like Cards Against Humanity, but better. It's called Snake Oil. Um, there's all these different board games that I play. And when I bring people over, I have 20 to 30 people at a time coming over to my house to play these different games and learn about the real side of each other. When wow. someone steals a card or, you know, ambushes you in a game in some way, you now know what they're like in real life, you know? Yeah, yeah, you get a feel for it. Yeah, it's great. And it's funny. It's funny in that regard. But I love board games, right? Um, I get together with different communities on a regular basis. I'm starting a mastermind very soon in this nonprofit I partake in on a regular basis. I am in love with connecting people. And I'm just at the tip of the iceberg because I know that I can be the eye of that storm no doubt, no doubt. that's awesome man. I, like, I like i like giving i like helping i like helping people you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i'm more of a giver to anything and I, I growing up i had to be careful of that because people they just want to be your friends just because of that reason you know what i'm saying and then you got to be you got to you have to know who to who to give who to, who to give to you know what i'm saying because you mm -hmm. give into the wrong people and it it's terrible. It's, it was very um, nerve wracking as a kid trying to uh, learn it out about myself. You know what I'm saying? 
So, um, you know, as I got older, I got more of a grip on it. So, but that, that's, that's me though. That's, I, I like to, uh, I like to help people, man. You know? I love so, that. That's great. That's great. That's awesome, man. This has been an awesome interview. I would like to have a part two. What, what do you think, James? Yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah, we would definitely have you back, Chaz. <laughs> uh, that'd be fantastic. Let's let's keep on digging into part two. There's so much I can learn about you guys as well. And uh, this this has just been a real treat. It's been a real privilege to be here. So, Oh, no uh, doubt. Likewise, Chaz. Yeah. yeah my, James, my, wife likes, my wife likes game boards. I mean, she's got them all stacked up. I mean, I've seen my <laughs> kids in the house. I've seen all of the stuff stacked up. I'm like, you playing with those things? She said, yeah. And the kids, too. All the kids, too, they love it, too. <laughs> Especially on holidays, that's when they play. I don't really get into them too much. There's some that I like, but there's some that I'm. There's a lot of them that I'm not good at. You know, like mm. Scrabble and all that stuff. There, oh, I'm cool, but I'll play. Some <laughs> <sports>. <laughs> I'll play sorry and, and, and uh, you know and, and uh and back game and all that stuff there. But like the Scrabble, I'm not too good at spelling. <laughs> <laughs> what about poker? You guys play poker? Oh man, I poker is a game that I am incredibly terrible at i i it's laughable, like that, it's me laughable too. At. yeah if i if i'm playing poker against you it means that i'm donating my money to you let's put it <laughs> you just want my chips now here you go just take it i am absolute trash at poker. Yeah. <laughs> likewise likewise no, no definitely but i mean i'll play you blackjack I'll okay. oh yeah me too oh yeah That's an easy one yeah, oh i yeah. love i love blackjack man i just i just haven't learned how to play with five different people at the board too because you could mess up, you know, you mess somebody up if you ain't betting right, man. And that right, happened right. to me a lot in Vegas. They, what are you doing, man? I thought to get that guy out of you. Did this? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> why do I, James? Why do I feel like that you're secretly uh, a, a a counter? Like you know how to count cards? Uh, no, not not no, not that good. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit because of spades. You know, spades teach oh. you how to count cards. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. So Jason, what's your yeah. favorite? What's your favorite game to play? That would be what's your poker. favorite game to play. Poker. That would be poker. Yeah. Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Texas Hold'em. Well, I like blackjack too, though. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People don't take me for a good poker player, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, Chaz, how can people find you? Uh, you can go ahead and email me, chaz at mrthrive.com. Of course, that is our domain. Go ahead and check out our website, mrthrive.com anytime. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, um, uh, Mr. Thrive Media, very simple. And if you're an artist or creative and actually want to be a part of our networking community, we actually have a Facebook group uh, called the Mr. Thrive Network on Facebook that you can go ahead and find. When you go and click on that, you'll be able to answer a few different questions and be able to take part in what's basically a virtual billboard for opportunities for artists and creatives at all times. All right, cool. Sounds great, man. Okay, well, thanks a lot again, Chess, for being on our show. We'll be in touch. Sounds thanks. like a plan. Thanks. Looking forward to part two. Yes, okay. sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right, thanks man. Thanks so much. It's been okay. a right. yep. You're welcome. Take care. <laughs>